It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every single day, Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas yawning in the background. How are you, bud? Man, that was just a breathe. That wasn't a yawn. I believe you. That's fine. That's fine. I think a yawn's just an intense breath anyway. So, whatever. We'll make it happen. Hey, lots of stuff to talk about today. Auburn is back to practice today after a week off for various reasons. Former uh, Auburn running back has a new home. SEC is making weird changes to the game day experience. We uh, meant to talk about that yesterday. Just ran out of time. Auburn lost the commitment. We hinted at that yesterday. And then also at the end of the show, Michael, some bold predictions from uh, the two of us. You ready for it? I'm ready. Sweet. I am too. All right, so Auburn first practice since Tuesday. Gus said they're full steam ahead despite COVID. I hope stories kind of come out about some of these guys, specifically the offensive line and some of these younger guys. We will see. We'll have all of that for you tomorrow. Um, And then uh, just to kind of wrap up everything that we talked about yesterday, Jamarian Gooch has decommitted from the Tigers. He has flipped to Tennessee. Um, This is from Auburn Undercover. His exit from Auburn uh, leaves uh, the commitment list of Gus Malzahn's program with 13 commitments and about seven or eight spots to fill. On the offensive line where the Tigers could take up to six recruits this cycle, they now have three verbals. Uh, we talked about this yesterday as far as, you know, you and I still like Auburn's uh, class on the offensive line, but there's a, there's a long way to go there. Absolutely. And there's a lot of guys they're talking to, a lot of, uh, a lot of big things that can happen here in the rest of the season. So uh, I wouldn't be overly worried about it. I'm not overly worried about it. Um, the way that Bicknell and, and Morris have been recruiting this cycle, I think they'll they got someone else in mind already, and they're going after him. They'll get him. One thing that ticks me off, and you know, I, I think Auburn fans like to point at other fan bases to do it, but I think Auburn fans do it as well. Is they start saying, you know, like, oh well, we didn't want Jamari Gooch anyway. I'm like, stop it. We were all so pumped when he committed because he was so big and he can move so well. Like, I, I don't don't turn on the guy just because he's doing what he thinks is best. And then they're like calling, you know, saying, oh well, he's just a three star. We don't want him anyway. And I'm like, well, we uh, we're pretty pumped about Garner Langlow, and he's a three star as well. So like, let, let's don't let's don't do that, please, please, let's not do that. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. What's wrong with being a three-star, man? I mean, that's still better than, I don't know, what is it, 70% of high school football players? Uh, oh, at least. Like it's, it's more than that. I okay. bet I bet it's way more than that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Booby Whitlow found a new home. So, uh, sources told AL.com, I believe they're the ones that broke it, that Whitlow is transferring to Western Illinois. That is an FCS program in the Missouri Valley Conference. Sounds like Whitlow is already enrolled at Western Illinois. And, of course, he entered the transfer portal back in February. He was Auburn starting running back for the last two seasons. He ran for 763 yards, had 10 touchdowns as a sophomore last season. Yeah, I mean, Booby's kind of a guy that people have been asking about all offseason. It's like, what's he doing? Where is he? What's going on with that? And so he is now, uh, he has dropped down to the FCS. 
Yeah, that's interesting for him. Uh, I hope he dominates. Just put him plainly. Uh, I, hope I, hope he he, just... I hope he can stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, I hope he can stay healthy. I hope he w- runs for a billion yards. Zach, uh, pop quiz. Okay. Who are uh, Who's a notable alum of Western Illinois football? Gosh, I know a lot of Eastern Illinois people. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't know a Western Illinois uh, alum. Tell me. I don't know. Oh. I thought I'd have one looked up by now, but um, <laughs> to be honest with you, gotta go a few pages into the Google search. Can't find one. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's a bummer. That's. Yeah, because Eastern Illinois has like Sean Payton, Tony Romo, and Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah. I believe so. But if you go to the western side of the state, nothing. Absolutely nothing. What's up with that? Mike Cyphers? I don't know who that is. He's a punter. Uh, Of course he is. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, Rodney Harrison. Really? Uh, Yeah. According to uh, this this one thing. I feel like that should have been easier for you to find. That's why I'm, I'm skeptical. A future hall, potential Hall of Famer. They need mm. they need to lead with that. Put Rodney in the Hall of Fame. Come on, come on. All right. So I yeah I just want to talk about Booby Willow just for a second because I just feel like if he wouldn't have been the guy right after Carry On, I don't think his running style would have been what it was, and I think he would have just been a lot better. He wanted to be Carry On so bad, and he just wasn't. You know, with the whole like. Being able to, you know, wanting to spend like five minutes in the backfield before they like hit a hole. Like, not a lot of guys can really do that. And he wanted to really bad. And I, I think he's a one cut guy. And he was trying to be this patient, carry on Johnson, Le'Veon Bell type of runner. And one, he's not that guy. And two, he did not have the offensive line to allow him to do that to begin with. So I think, um, I think the timing of when Booby Whitlow. Got to Auburn is unfortunate. I also am skeptical, like, is he even a running back? Uh, he, was, he was brought in as a high school quarterback, and then obviously he was supposed to be a receiver. And then Chip Lindsey's like, no, nope, this guy's a running back. And he just, to me, he never looked super comfortable. I think some of it had to do with his running, running style and his natural uh, ability. I, I just don't think it lined up exactly with what he was doing on the field. But um, I think that's unfortunate, and I hate it for him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I thought he was a pretty good running back. Obviously, getting 763 yards and 10 touchdowns uh, is not an easy feat in the SEC. So I, I was always higher on uh, on Booby Whitlow, I think, than you were. No question. There is no but, question. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I hope for the best for him. I'm glad that he found a new home, and hopefully going from, from the SEC to the Missouri Valley will be good for him. So he and got uh, teared up. He got shipped up to the um, to Western Illinois. You know what else is uh, great to uh, to ship? Um, car parts via Rock Auto. <laughs> uh, yeah, RockAuto.com. Absolutely, with the ever increasing number of makes and models, the uh, I mean the the traditional storefront they don't uh, they don't have all the parts for your car, truck, or SUV. They may have some of it, but they may not have the best brands or the most affordable brands that do the exact same thing. 
But rockauto.com will do that, and they'll ship it directly to your door. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box, please. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. One other thing I want to talk about, Michael Pappas, before we move into our bold predictions. So marching bands will not be marching in the SEC in 2020. The visiting bands aren't allowed to travel at all. And the home bands are just going to be sitting there in the stadium, uh, spread out and socially distancing. So I don't think this makes a whole lot of sense. I'm fine with uh, the visiting band not being able to travel, but it's like if you if the home band is already in the stadium, I just don't fully uh, comprehend that. Also, uh, when you look at football, where stadium capacities are reduced, if fan attendance is permitted, the host institution shall provide the visiting institution with a minimum of 500 tickets located in the lower level of the stadium. The visiting institution may be provided more or less than these 500 tickets upon mutual agreement of both institutions. I don't know why you would agree on less than 500 tickets. And then uh, for the media situation, every press box in the SEC will be at 50% capacity. So those are uh, some of the rules that the SEC put out over this past weekend. We didn't get to it on yesterday's show, but those are the ones that stood out to me the most as far as um, being able to have a conversation about. So do any of those stand out to you? Yeah. I mean, half times are going to be much shorter. I mean, I'm sure they're going to keep it at, what, 20 minutes, right? They're only 20 minutes. I think so. Yeah. Geez, they always felt like they were like eight hours. It's either fifteen or twenty. It's one. It may be fifteen minutes. I feel like the band plays forever. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say something kind of unpopular, but the beginning of the game stuff that the band does is really cool. Right before the game, but I I don't think I'm gonna miss them at halftime that much. Granted, I'm not going to be in the stadium anyway, but right. Um, the uh, the halftime performances were never really my uh, I don't know my favorite things in the world. Right, I'll say never really had an, a problem with them, but I'm most a, of the time I couldn't really tell what song they were playing anyway. So yeah, I'm a big uh, go to the bathroom and stock up on concessions or whatever during halftime, even though lines are longer. That's just kind of always been my thing. So. Um, I don't think I would miss it as much either. I would miss them playing from the stands, but it sounds like they're going to be doing that. So, yeah, and the stuff before the game, 
Yeah, that's, so, I'm going to miss that a ton. That's awesome. Yeah, all that pageantry and stuff. That right. stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what about... What about um, you got to give the visiting institution 500 tickets in the lower bowl? What do you think about that? I mean, I I understand it. Okay. And then I, w- I hope teams give other teams like 500 in the lower bowl and like 100 in the corner of the upper deck. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> when then you when you look up in the student section is the corner of the upper deck and then all the other away fans are in the in the opposite side of the stadium yeah in in the lower deck and then um for media the press box be at 50 percent capacity like we said so all right um and can they increase it by 50 percent instead is that 150 percent capacity i feel like that would really up my chances of getting a credential uh i feel like we could get you a credential if you wanted to go seriously yes yeah, but you've been doing after the game for ESPN 106.7 the past, what, two seasons? Or just last no, season? No, just one. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you, you couldn't go. Yeah, Even at 50% capacity? I feel like I couldn't. Uh, I, I bet we could. I bet we could take care of you there. All right, when we come back, we, uh, we got some bold predictions. I'm excited about it right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Michael, the way I want to do this, um, let's kind of break it down into, man, you were yawning like crazy today. Let's break it down into um, one relating to the offense, one relating to something uh, on the defense, and then one being whatever you want. So uh, let's start with the offensive uh, bold predictions. You want to go first? Nah, man, you can go first. Okay. All right, my first uh, bold prediction, DJ Williams leads all of Auburn's running backs in touches and yards, and then follow-up, a little, uh, a little seasoning on the uh, bold prediction. Sean Shivers finishes number two in touches. Hmm. Interesting. That's Interesting. my bold prediction. DJ Williams my, leads Auburn running backs in touches. Sean Shivers is number two. My offensive bold prediction is that the flavor of the season is going to be true freshman on offense. Any natural uh, wide receivers come to mind? Absolutely. Ooh, well, really just one, but fair. Um from from Tank Bigsby to to Kobe Hudson, Zevion Capers. I mean, we've already been hearing really good things about the three wide receiver was it three wide receivers and and then also Kobe Hudson. I mean, it's uh Yeah, I mean I, there I, there were four in that I, class, but it, it seems like it's you know the two bigger guys and then the natural wide receiver Kobe Hudson. Yeah, but last week when I think it was Bo, when Bo was talking, he named the other three guys. You're right. That's fair. And then, like, where does Brendan Frazier fit into all of this? So that's a good point. Yep. And so, uh, and then JJ Pegues also, if we want to go there. I mean, I, I think that the freshman skill position players are going to be, you know, a, a very, very big part of the offense this year, especially with all this talk about, 
um, extreme depth or whatever. Yeah. So I don't hate your bold predict- prediction, but it's wait, not as good as mine. Wait, what are you predicting? Just that freshmen are going to play a lot? That they're going to have a, a very big impact. They're they're it's like they're not just going to be on the field. They're not just going to be. Um, they're not just going to be like getting playing. Like they are going to be a very large part of this offense. See, I feel like a good bold prediction, and I think you're off to a great start, Michael Pappas. But I think a bold prediction has to be measurable, so you can like say, "Hey, this is definitely correct or definitely not." So, can you give me like a percentage of total offense that like true freshmen are responsible for? Like, are they responsible for like forty percent of the offense? Is it? Like I'm going to go 60%? with over half. Okay, I think that's bold. I think that's very bold that fifty percent of the uh, the Auburn offense uh, is due to freshmen. I think that's a, that's a, that's great. That's a strong bold prediction. I love that. But well, I don't. How do you how do you do that with like? Um... With quarterback and receiving yards, do you count them twice? Once for Bo and once for the receiver? No, you would just do probably just receiver and rushing. Yeah, receiving and rushing because that's your total. That would be Auburn's total uh, offensive yardage, and then you can see what um, what percentage of it comes from freshmen. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Also, Mark Anthony Richards counts because he's yeah. a redshirt freshman. Uh, yeah, he should. He should. All right, on the defensive side of things. I've got Big Cat leads the SEC in sacks. Does that count because I've been saying it all offseason? I'm going with no. Okay, I've got a backup one. Connus Miller and Dre Butler get more tackles than Truesdale. They both do? Yes. Ooh. Man. What you think about that? That's interesting. Uh, An injury-prone guy and a corner. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Nope. Dre Butler's not a corner. Is, not is there corner. an NFL corner named Dre Butler? Probably. Okay. Uh, I don't hate that. Okay. Now that I realize he's not a corner, the right in, guy. in fact, a defensive that. lineman. Yeah, no, they're all, they're all going to play defensive tackle. That's why I lumped the three of them together. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I also don't hate the Big Cat Bryant one, but I feel like you say that like every other week. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. So I, I had a backup one. I expected you to say no because you expect you hold me to a certain standard, and I appreciate that. Well, I'm just looking out for the listeners. I think they hold us to a certain standard. You know, that's fair. That's fair. All right, who is your? Um, all right, what's your uh, what's your defensive bold prediction? My defensive bold prediction is that KJ Britt will not lead the team in tackles. So I almost had written down when I was doing this last night. I almost had that Zacoby McLean would lead the team in tackles. Whoa. Because if it's not KJ, assuming assuming no injuries, if it's not KJ, it would have to be Zacoby or Owen, right? Yeah, I just think that there's so much. I mean, we're talking about, again, we're talking about increased depth. And one place where we know it's very deep is the linebacker room. Sure. Even without um, um, Chandler Wooten? Chandler Wooten and uh, and uh, Josh Marsh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I think that that's going to hurt, you know, KJ Britt's, like, um, Ability to get all the tackles, I guess. I mean, I I just think that they're gonna do, they're gonna have a, 
mindset where they're subbing a whole lot, especially at the linebacker position. And so whether it's Papo or McLean or the freshman or OC brothers or um, Sherwood or Monday, like other mm-hmm. guys are going to step up and make tackles. I also think that the defensive line is going to do a whole lot of a whole lot of tackling in uh, in the running game because I think most of those guys, especially on the interior of the defensive line, are big, thick run stoppers. Let me throw another element that we haven't talked a whole lot about. We could probably do a whole show on this in a, in a week or so. But if the Auburn offense is as good as some of these players talking about it is going to be, and then kind of what it, we think it could be with Chad Morris and his ability to get guys open. If Auburn is scoring more, opposing defense or opposing offenses are going to have to pass the football more because they're going to be behind. They're going to have to score points quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, if they're throwing the ball more against Auburn's defense than they would typically do, you know, in years past, is KJ Britt on the field? True. You know what I that's mean? True. If they go, if they're having to go dime more, it's probably Owen that's playing linebacker. And then if it's nickel, do they just kind of do they put Zacoby and Owen there? I think that would be interesting. I think that's an interesting talking point. Um, okay, cool. And then we have um, I kind of opened this up. We can do one, whatever you want. I actually have two kind of um, two bold predictions that we haven't gotten to. They're both offensive. Do you have uh, Do you have any more defensive? No, sir. Okay. I think defensive are harder. Um, that's fine. All right. So one of mine is Bo Nix has. Less than three turnovers this whole season. There's absolutely no way that Bo Nix has fewer than three turnovers. Dude, you got to believe. Okay, there's no way. Okay. I watched him play last year. <laughs> That's just not his style. No, I feel you. It's a bold prediction, Michael. All right, what's up? I mean, there's you... bold and there's ludicrous. That's fair. All right, what uh, what is your next one? Uh, my next one is that Christian Tut will be the second best punt returner in the SEC by every metric imaginable. To Waddle? Yeah. Okay. My um my other bold prediction, Sawyer Pate has more yards from scrimmage this season than Court Sandberg. Heck yes. Absolutely. Let's run it Couldn't back, boys. More. Let's run it back. Could not agree more. Do you have any more? Um uh, no. Cool. Where can people I, I find you? I prepared the standard amount. That's fine. Where can people find you, bud? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. Follow the show on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And keep tweeting uh, hashtag AdoptAuburn to LockedOnNittany um, or at KevinOnCFB. That is, um, that's picked up some traction. We really, really appreciate you guys. Y'all are awesome. So we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about Auburn's first practice in a week right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.